Nikki Chu, how are you, my friend? Joshy Santos, I'm fine. Good I'm, to see you. I'm in a good mood. It's a lovely day. The snow's melting. We're on the sixth floor of the Vancouver Public Library. We just got off our warm-up where I made you laugh like crazy. How are you today? I'm good, bro. Uh, oh, I'm I'm okay, man. This is people. Okay, I'm not gonna go back on the on the same rambles before, but uh, definitely people need to shovel your sidewalks. Uh, thanks, thank you very much. PSA. I do not like my feet being super wet. He doesn't like slipping and sliding. And I want to walk faster and not take half an hour just to get to a metro town. Oh, Josh, you think people would have like common courtesy, right? Yeah, like you etiquette. would think so, but they don't. People are, excuse my language, assholes. Like seriously, just like go outside and shovel. It takes you five minutes. It doesn't take that long. You know what else takes us five minutes? What? Talking about these NBA teams. <laughs> Who do you got for today? All right, Nick. So today you thought we said we'd go with the Thunder Spurs Wolves. Then we talked about having the All Star reserves in there. Who we would choose. And then you wanted the Grizzlies too, and then you wanted to argue about who had the best contract between five players, right? Yes. Okay. So who do you what do you want to start off with first? Let's talk about the eighth seed for the West. That's a bloodbath right now. Eighth seed for the West. So who do we uh, got battling for that uh, seed right now? Well, we got two guys right now. Uh, for now, uh, Grizzlies are in it. Grizzlies are hold that eighth spot right now. Then you got the Spurs, and then you got pretty much everyone else who is between like what Minnesota, Minnesota, Minnesota Portland, Portland, Portland Sac, Sac, Phoenix. Yeah, you got all those guys. Um, but uh, so far, it's just whoever plays, whoever has a bit of a run in there, ends up taking that spot. Uh, just to get bounced by the Lakers. Just to get bounced by the Lakers. No, I'm o- kidding. OKC's been the only team that's been actually been able to sustain their period of winning for a while, right? They had a really good December. They had a really good um, – they're having a good start to the month too. I'll give you a side note. OKC is the only team projected to have a 40-win season, 40-plus win season. Everyone else was projected to have 50 wins or 30, mid-30s in their wins. Yeah, it's it's a really top heavy conference this year if you notice, right? So it's basically anyone after between one and six, and then it's everyone else, right? Pretty much. Um, but but yeah, uh, who's been impressive in, in your eyes right now? Oh, on Memphis or any of those teams playing for eighth? Oh, you want to start with Memphis? Oh, sorry, who are you asking? Oh, I, I don't know. It's like who who do you who like out of every NBA every out of battling for that spot. Out of battling for that spot? Hmm. I would say Memphis or Spurs. Both yeah. of them are intriguing. And they just played yesterday too. I think Memphis took it. That was uh it was the night before on Friday. Oh yes. yeah. Memphis, Memphis did, took it. Memphis it took 134, 121. Yes. Right? And Jaw Jaw scored like 22, 10, and 8 or something like that. 22, 12 assists, if I'm not mistaken. Uh he was just he he was he played really well. I I love seeing that guy play. He's distributing the ball very well, um, and and he's no slouch on defense too. Like uh, maybe his defensive rating isn't that great, but I feel like a lot of players on that team don't have that great of a defensive rating. But their hands are like 
there he has active hands. Like he's always trying to tip the ball somehow. Him and Dylan Brooks, my goodness, like those two when when they're when they're out there playing, like they try to get their hand on the ball as much as they can just to create uh, a steal or whatever. A lot of Canadian love on that team too. Brandon oh, yeah. Clark, yeah, Dylan Brandon Brooks. Clark, and another guy, Brandon Clark. Uh, I, I like him too. He's, he comes off the bench. Uh, you notice that uh, he gets a gets a rebounds. And then he's also a guy that shoots pretty well. I mean, I think he's shooting at like 50% from the field. But, like, he doesn't take that many shots, so it's okay. I mean, there's a super young team mixed in with a few veterans here and there. Yeah, Jay Crowder. I've actually liked how Jay Crowder's been playing on that He's team. playing his role well. Um, that would be an interesting trade piece. Jay Crowder? Yes, if anything. Now, I know the Grizzlies right now are fighting for an eight spot, but wouldn't you feel that you're better off trying to get another pick rather than uh, rather than go for a playoff spot this year? Oh, that's the that's the burning question right now. Are they right. buyers or are they sellers? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, they got two guys that could, they could possibly sell. I mean, we know they got a Godala, right? Well, he obviously is going to be traded. Yeah, he's obviously going to be traded at some point this season. And then you also have Jay Crowder, I feel. Is Jay he Cr- on a team-friendly contract this year, I think? He is. I, I think so. I mm-hmm. think he's on a. I think he's got one more year or at something. At $8 million? I think so. It's something like that. Um, but those are like interesting trade pieces. Um, now, that being said, I still think they need another piece. They need another player in there, right? Um do you think they need a three or a two? I think in the front they're fine. I think front they're fine. I mean, I mean, would you be fine with having a backcourt of Dylan Brooks and uh, and um, Jaron Jackson Jr.? No, no backcourt. I mean, oh, a backcourt of like Dylan Brooks and uh, Jean Morant. Like, that would be okay. Well, Dylan's okay, a little. He's a little inconsistent. Yeah, that's the thing with Dylan. Dylan, Dylan is like Kuzma. Dylan's like a firework. No, he's like Kyle Kuzma. Don't listen. Dylan's like oh. a firework, okay? Okay. You you light him up, and he goes off. He hits a bunch of shots in a row. But just as quickly as he goes, he, he turns it up, he disappears. Because there's stretches when he just misses the shot. But what I do love about the guy is that he has the confidence to keep trying to shoot. And, like, he'll eventually make a shot. Like, there's no, there's not a night where he's going to end with, like, a bunch of missed shots. He will, at some point, hit, like, three or four or five in a row. And Damn. that's what I love about the guy. Um, he's shooting 41.2% from the field. Uh, he's shooting 386 from three. And he, he has the best offensive rating on this team with a 126.6 rating. What's his defensive rating? His defensive rating isn't that great. I'm pretty. I think when I saw it, he was uh, second last in, in the team. So a, a huge trade off. Yeah, it's a huge trade off. But right now, like at the, at the rate he's going for offense, like it's he it's still has it. a positive net rating no matter what. I uh, think. <clears throat> I think with Memphis, the question is: Yes, are they sellers? Are they buyers? I like how you think. Do you really want to go into that eighth seed knowing that the LA's are waiting there? Yeah. Right? I, yeah. And, and there's I a think, bunch of people that say that, like, the experience of a playoff is, is nice. Like, it's not a good way to build your team by trying to lose and get high picks. But there's also a point where you know you need an extra piece there, right? So it, I, it's I, really 
I think you're hitting the nail on the head here. I think it's really self-awareness. Do you really want to go into that playoff series? Like, you know, knowing you're not going to win. But then again, you get to see what pieces you're missing, right? Yeah, that's true. Right. Uh, you know, there's another, there's another player that's actually per, been pretty impressive, and it's been uh, Melton. I, I like how he's playing. Um, he, he only averages 10 points and shoots 48%. Uh He's, his offensive numbers are not that great because he's really not on that team to be an offensive player. Like he, his skills are more highlighted on the defensive end, and like you can see, like he's always locking down other guys. Uh, he's got he over the last four games he has the best defensive rating on the team with a one hundred two point nine. Um, I, he's found a way to play into the rotation because at the beginning of the year I don't remember him playing all that much. But now, slowly, he's starting to get more time in playing there. And also, fun fact, Jaron Jackson Jr., only player in NBA history to hit three threes and have three blocks in one game. Another interesting fact, the last stretch of games, he hasn't been fouling out like crazy. Yeah. Uh, especially the last game I watched against the Spurs. Uh, is this, uh, his defensive IQ is amazing. Yeah. He's, what, 20? Yes, he is. The guys make reads better than like most veterans. Yeah, I know. He's doing really well. Yeah. Uh, he just needs to watch out on, on, on the fouls. I think he needs to um he needs to work on a uh, work out on his balance. Something about him is not very fluid. That's true. Yeah. Uh I mean that being said, he's just a second year. Like he's this good in his second year. Could you imagine how much more better he can get That's true. as as time goes forward, right? Right now you don't need you don't need him to be like the superstar guy right now, right? They're still developing. They still have a bunch of young pieces around. I think him. he has a four-year window where he can improve still. Oh yeah, definitely. before the before it's um, it gets. Hot. Damn it! Now my tra- train of thought's gone. He has four years before he hits that wall where you know you don't learn anymore and you start having bad habits. Yeah, that's, that's what I meant. Sorry, that, that's right. Uh, but but yeah, Memphis Memphis Grizzlies definitely a team to watch out for. Um, it's been interesting. They're on a they're on a four game winning streak, I believe, right now. I believe so. Yeah, yeah. four game winning streak, and uh, what do you call it? They they balled out against the Spurs. Now Spurs, another team we should be talking about. Too. They've been white hot. Oh yeah. Aside from the loss. Yes. Uh, if I don't know if you remember, but one of the biggest problems at the beginning of the year was spacing. Spacing and the fact that they couldn't defend. Uh, I think defensively at the beginning of the year, they were one of the worst teams. And also in their three-point shooting, they were one of the worst teams. So uh, in November, they were were ranked 18th in the league. At that point, they were ranked 18th in the league in in three-point shooting percentage. In December, they were second, only behind the Utah Jazz. They were shooting at 38.6 from three. And not only but not only that, but uh, as a whole as the whole season combined, they are ranked third, and they're shooting thirty seven point four from three. Now, do you know why they've improved so much? Insertion of Trey Lyles? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, it's been uh, Aldridge. Aldridge has been white hot or from the three point line. Three point line. Holy. I think he was twenty of thirty from the last. Oh, I forgot six or nine games or something like that. Okay, so like I, I just used the last five games as, as an example for them. It, it's inc- it's incredible. The guy is shooting fifty seven point one from three. That's and a really white hot percentage. And he's not only doing that by like 
taking two or three threes a game. He's taking five a game. He's shooting a bunch of them and he's making them. I don't know what the hell happened. And I mean, there's also been DeRozan in that time too. He's been shooting 50%, but like he only takes two shot, two, three pointers a game. So it's not even that much. I think DeRozan finally gets his room to uh, operate. Yeah, that too. Uh, DeRozan has been another guy that I've been really impressed with. Uh, he's 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 bringing it now. Uh, he's been averaging 29.6 over the last five games. Uh, he's been very Harden-esque of late. And by that, I mean that he's, he's drawing a lot of free throws. He's drawing so many fouls. Holy crap. It, it's amazing. Uh, I was checking over to, over that span, the last five games, how many uh, times he's been going to the, to the free throw line. Uh, he's, he's had at least 10 visits to the free throw line in four of the last five games. So uh, whatever he's doing, it's actually working. And I noticed in this game against the Grizzlies, that uh, he was one of the big reasons why Jaron Jackson Jr. was in foul trouble. I think he, he alone drew uh, three fouls against Jaron Jackson. Jaron Jackson didn't know what the hell he was doing. And um, and DeRozan, being the smart, savvy veteran he is, he just found ways to cause havoc and create those fouls. I mean, the way they draw contact, I think... For the average viewer, it's hard to see. Even for us, it's hard to see. You got to slow this and rewind it. But the way that they move their hands when they're in their shooting motion, they're hunting for your hand. Too. Yeah, they're looking for it. Right? right. And whenever you're reaching in, they're hunting for that hand. Because yeah. it looks, part of it is refs can't see what's going on. But if they see that you're like hacking the shit out of the guy, right? It's They buy it easily. They right? buy it easily. It's but you like, might you might have just swiped once. But yeah. you get your hand caught in the cookie cookie jar, right? Yeah. Is this how these veterans get you? I know. Uh, and also, I mentioned earlier, too, that uh, their defense was one of the reasons why they've also improved. And uh, their defensive rating went from 114 from the beginning of the season to 108 at this point. That's good for top 10 almost, isn't yes. it? Yes. And uh, it's pretty good. Uh they they were having troubles defending. I guess now they're starting to pick it up. Uh, Maybe they're. I think they're probably playing uh, Lonnie Walker a little more too. That too. Um, I can't stop talking about Jakob Poro. Uh, I love. I like the guy because he he just logged. Like it's hard to score on him when, when you try to drive on him, and he just alters so many shots. Unfortunately, like that's not going to show up on this on the stat sheet. But he's actually a really good rim defender. He's turning into one of the best. I feel. It helps too, right? Because you have LMA at the top now taking his shots and making them. Yeah, that's true. But uh, another question for them, right, is are they sellers or are they buyers? Because the DeRozan has his contract coming up. You know, you're th- you're stuck with LMA for um, a more one more year? I think so. Because you guaranteed the money now. Yeah. Right? And uh, you have a few good young pieces, but where do you go from here? Right. Do you yeah. make it competitive for the last few years of uh, Pop's career, or what are you going to do? That's true, and, and that's a tough one. Um, I really don't know what the hell they are going to do. Because, to be honest with you, what are you going to get for DeRozan? Well, you want something rather than nothing, right? I guess, but at the same time, you've got young players coming up. Why not Aaron Gordon? <laughs> oh, my goodness. He's regressed a lot this year, sorry. Um, yeah, but... I mean, what are you going to get for these guys? 
you got some young players already coming up. They're starting to find their feet right now. So you're going to take the gamble and wait for DeRozan to walk? I would take it, to be honest with you. I That's mean, why you're not a GM. It's like, why why bother why bother getting something for him right now? You're not going to get much for him anyways. But I know what you're thinking. You rather you rather not disrupt it right now and yeah. ride it out. Exactly. Right. You might as well. Just don't give him a new contract. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll agree with you on that one. Right. Uh, all right, Nick, with all that being said, uh, there's also a couple more teams that we should probably talk about. Uh, one for the wrong reasons and the other one for the right reasons. Which one do you want to go with first? I say the wrong reasons. Yeah, okay, let's go with Portland. Now. Let's go with Portland. Okay. Well, what have you seen from Portland lately? They cannot defend at all. Like, I'm talking, they're all, they're all pylons on the defensive end. I was watching the game against Milwaukee yesterday. Obviously, Giannis is going to do what he's going to do, right? Yes, of but, course. It's hard to stop that. But I'll give you three other players that killed them. It was Bledsoe, Middleton, and Wes Matthews. <laughs> Holy. You know why? Because they're running handoff actions with Giannis all the time. Yeah. Uh, Portland. And I mean, Melo. Oh, my gosh. I love Melo. I'm not going to bash on him, but there's no way that he should be getting flack for that team's defense because they cannot defend a fly right now. And again, it just goes down to this team was not built for for defense. They're not at all. Not even last year. They, last year, they were not a good defensive team either. But they had enough players to cover it up. Yes, they did. And... Uh, I mean, now with the injuries they have, right, it's hard to cover that up. And when you start bringing in guys like Whiteside, they, look, I don't, I don't really care if Whiteside blocks 20 shots. It doesn't really mean that you're having a really good game defensively. It's, and it's how he blocks the shots. Exactly. And on top of that, I mean, like, he, from what I've seen, like, he's still not willing to go outside and guard whoever, right? Like if there's someone out there that's gonna about to take a mid range shot, like he's not gonna get to it. You're you basically have an open shot there. You know what's frustrating about him? Like when he actually tries, he can cover that ground easily. He can, and you know what? I would have thought like this is his last year, right? I would have thought, hey, it's his last year. Why maybe not try? He's, maybe he's gonna try and maybe get another fat contract. But by the looks nope. of it, that has not changed. Something's changed within him. Yeah, what's up? Think he just got the bag and got lazy. <laughs> yeah, but like you'd still want to secure one more, I would think, if you're a player like he's only thirty. So yes, one more. Right, but like the way he's playing, I don't know that. I don't know that anyone's going to offer him the amount of money that he wants. I think that team's in trouble, man. I mean, Nurkic is out, Collins is out, Hassan got sick. Who well, that's you, a that's a big thing. I, I feel who like else is the left? The moment you lost Nurkic, Scal's out. Sorry. Like, yeah, the, the moment you lost Nurkic, I feel like that's a huge loss. And no matter what, even if you did bring in Whiteside, I feel like that was a mistake. Uh, that's one mistake. And then also the fact that they sent uh, Tyler. What was it? Myers. Myers, right? Tyler Myers. It's not Tyler Myers. It's, it's Myers Leonard. Yeah, Myers Leonard. Uh, the fact they sent Myers Leonard to Miami. If you look at Myers Leonard out in Miami, he's not doing too bad for himself. Oh, he's serviceable, right? He's and on like on top of that, he, like he's added a three point shot. He's taking it a lot more this year, and he's starting to make those shots. Uh, 
uh, something that would help them out quite a bit, right? Like he's he's and like even on defense, he's not too bad either. Uh, that's a big mistake. They they uh, they let a bunch of guys that were serviceable and that knew you knew what you were going to get out of. They biggest, let them go. Yeah, biggest two losses is Mo Harkless and Al Farouk Aminu. Definitely. I mean, those are your two best defenders. Great. Mario uh, Hazonia is just horrendous. Mario Hazonia has been terrible. Bazemore's okay. Bazemore's all right. Whiteside's been. Eh. He's been really bad. Great. And the only way that like this team is gonna survive is by out shooting you right their their offensive rating has to be one of the best in the league like last year in order to survive it but i mean there there just hasn't been enough of it for them to be able to cover up the fact that they have a really bad defense i mean the best player their third best player is a 34 year old guy that says a lot nothing against mellow but he shouldn't be shouldering that burden right now I wouldn't mind him as a third player, but uh, it's just they there's just too much problems on defense with that team. That that's my main problem. And then yeah. on top of that, you're losing winnable games. You cannot lose against teams like the the Knicks. Like yes, you, you just can't. When teams like this present themselves, you have to make sure you take care of them. For example, the Lakers. If you see, check the record with against teams of, below five hundred, I'm pretty sure they like only at, lost like at, one or something. Like yeah, that? at most once. But if you were to look at the Portland Trailblazers, I'm pretty sure that number would it's pretty increase, bad, right? So that's another problem. You can't lose against those teams. Um, Speaking of the Lakers, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Shut up. We're not going to the Lakers. Uh, Want to move on to the Thunder now? Thunder. I like how they play. Tell me a little bit about them. Thunder had a great December, 11 and 4. The record, if you were to combine December and up to now in January, what what day are we on? January, uh, January the 12th, they have a 15 and 6 record. And they have had impressive victories, especially against the Clippers, the Mavericks, and of course, if you don't remember the most recent one against the uh, Houston Rockets in uh, Westbrook's return to Oklahoma City, uh, Chris Paul has come alive. Oof. Now, we're, we're, I'm going to get into this a little bit. Okay. 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 Tell me what you think. Uh, basically, what I'm going to say is who won that trade between Houston and Oklahoma? Up, right. to, up to this point right now, I don't want to know what you think is going to happen in the future. I don't care. Up to this point, I just want straight up facts. What? Who do you think won that trade? OKC, okay, straight up. Yes? Okay, why? I think you get to see Chris Paul and his environment, what he wants to do, how he takes <laughs> over games, how he still has it. Like he does not quarantined to this role where he has to like shoot threes by himself right now he can like manipulate defenses especially with a big body like adams he can do a lot right uh he's 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 playing so well and that also brings me to my next point we're gonna go a little bit into houston um is it it's i feel like it's really hard to play uh robin to harden's batman because these are two players now that he's gone through and he's not been able to make it work. And I feel like it's not all his fault. 
Like he's done amazing. He's been a great player. Holy, his scoring has been amazing. But also, I feel like it's time to move on from Dan Tony because Dan Tony's not helping him in that they keep the same system over and over again. And he's coming up with little, little very variables in order to help him out. And I think the fact that they let go of Chris Paul has uh, pretty much messed up their chances at winning a championship because I just don't see it happening with Westbrook. Um, with that being said, Paul in the last five games, he's been shooting 47.8%. Uh, but what I really wanted to get into has been his clutch his clutch performance this season. So his clutch performance this season is that he's shooting 54.5% while averaging 2.4 shots uh, a game in these clutch situations. Uh, the only player who has a better shooting percentage with at least uh, at least averaging two shots uh, per game in the clutch has been Joel Embiid. Uh you can see that in like I saw it in last week's game. I spoke a little bit about it in the last podcast where you saw Chris Paul take over the game in the fourth and into overtime. And he loves taking on a big and just shooting over him and making it. Jared Allen can attest to that because he made like at least three shots in the clutch against the, against the Brooklyn Nets, got them. And like he was able to bring back the Oklahoma City Thunder to force overtime at least. Uh, he's been really good. And on top of that, another thing that I watched in that game that was really impressive was Shea's uh, defense on Spencer Dinwiddie in that last. Like his defense overall has been good. But what I also liked was when uh, Spencer was trying to hit the game winning shot, Spencer like, could not shake him off. And on top of that, Shea altered his shot. He didn't make the shot. They ended up going to overtime. And as you know, they ended up winning that game too. So uh, there's a lot of things to like about this uh, team. Their three-guard lineup is actually one of the better lineups out of the whole NBA. Yeah. You think with three guards, they would struggle. But they're actually doing their best damage without um, Gallinari in the lineup. Interesting. So... That leads to my question about them. Are they buyers or sellers at the deadline? Of course, publicly, they've been saying they're sellers. Look, again, small market team, it means the world to them to make the playoffs because that's how they get their money. I feel once it starts getting into uh, closer to the trade deadline, I feel the only player that they're going to most likely trade is going to be Gallinari just because he's old and his contract's about to expire. I think that's the only guy that they're going to end up moving. Other than that, I think they're going to keep Chris Paul for the rest of the season and into the playoffs, but into the off season, I feel like he might, he might get moved to, he might get moved. And the fact that the way he's playing right now, that, that has a lot to do with why it's going to happen. He's like, who, he's going to be an asset. A, yeah. Who's, who's your GM? Sam Pressy. Yeah. Sam Pressy. He's smart. He's going to be, he's going to wait for his value to be at the all time highest. And as soon as teams see that teams that need a point guard, what do you think? They're going to be willing to give up as much as they can. And especially if it's a, if it's a title contender that needs a point guard, they're going to be like, Oh yeah, we're going to give you whatever you want as long as we can get Chris Paul. 
who you know who I think is going to give up a lot? Yeah. Miami. I can see that. And right. it'd be it'd be it makes sense. The perfect match. They have so many young players on that team that they can get rid of. I mean, could you imagine that with like uh you you got uh you None. got Chris Paul and then you'd have Jimmy Butler together? And Tyler Hero. And Tyler Hero. I'm assuming they're gonna give up none and someone else instead of Hero. I would I would hope they would keep Hero. Um I think the ones that would make more sense. I, I, I would keep out of bio in there too. Out of bio you can't get rid of. Uh, I they would will. think I, I would think Robinson would be the other one they'd be willing to give up. And Derek Jones Jr. Yeah. I think those guys would be to- they'd be okay with giving up, but for sure they gotta keep Tyler Hero on that I team. Think- Miami is the most viable destination for them. Yes. For him, sorry. For him. Yes. And I would say an immediate contender for next season if that were to happen. I, yeah, I would they're a dark horse right now, but if they get him, that's a contender. That's a yeah, that'd be a really good contender. Because uh, you don't I think their focus on offense is really they don't tire out one player, right? Right. Because like they share the ball around and defensively I would say would be, would improve so much more too. You can you can Chris hide. Paul yeah, is not not a bad defender, especially at his age. No, you can hide him too if you don't want to tire him out. Exactly. Uh, but but yeah, that would be a super interesting team to see. Koenig. So now, yes. Yes. I really want to get into the All Star reserves. Oh baby! So I want to know who you got. I'm wondering if we have the same teams. I hope not, because we want to. Wait, wait, wait. Let me look, let me clarify. So, and if it goes in my mind like this, so it's three front court and two back court, right? Correct. So, okay. First of all, uh, so hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Go, go, go. Let me list it out. So it would be the LAs in the front with James Davis and Leonard. Then it would be Doncic and Harden. So that's who you. Th- those are your starting five. Yeah, that's the starting five. That's what I'm going on okay, based okay. off, right? So for the reserves, are you ready? Who you got? For the West? Yes. So I got, got George, Jokic, Lillard, Westbrook. Ooh, you got Westbrook in there. I got Westbrook in there. Oh. Okay, continue, continue, continue. Go, 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 go. Why are you looking at me like I'm that? Just, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Okay. How, how, how many spots? Are, there's seven. There's seven spots. So, so I'm at five. So who would you So you said? Jokic. Jokic. Lillard. Lillard. No, no. Sorry. Jokic. Jo- George. George. Lillard. Lillard. Westbrook. Westbrook. Ooh. Okay. I'm going to sh- I'm gonna piss you off with this one a little bit. Donovan Mitchell. No, I got him. I got, got him, him on there, unfortunately. Uh, that's, that's, a, that's a lot of guards. Now I need to go a little bit of forwards. Carl Anthony Towns. Okay, okay. Last spot. Last spot. Oh, man. I think you might hate me. Devin Booker. Devin Booker. Interesting. Okay. Who do you got for the West? Okay, so starting five, I usually I, I got the same guys. You know, at the front I go with the LAs, right? Davis, James, Leonard, 
Then we got James and Doncic in the back. Now, uh, for my reserves, Jokic, mm-hmm. George. Okay. <laughs> You're going to shoot me on this one, but I really don't care. Ingram. No, I, I like that one, actually. Ingram. I was going to choose him, actually. Lillard. Yep. That's four, by the way. Rudy Gobert. Okay. Two more. Carl Anthony Towns. Okay. One more. And Donovan Mitchell. You know the reserves are voted by the coaches and not us, right? Yeah, I do know. Okay, Okay, I'm just making sure. I do know. Okay. Well, I'm not. I didn't put Gobert in because Westbrook. You know how the coaches are going to vote. Yeah, but I mean, are you really going to reward Westbrook though? I, I mean, mean, he's been playing well. Yes, but he's not been doing it for a full season up to this point. Are I you mean, kidding me? Recently, he has. No, okay, recently, Gobert has been able to pr- to do it defensively from the beginning till now. The fact that his team hasn't been able to put it together doesn't mean anything. But to me, Gobert deserves it more than Westbrook. I'm sorry. Gobert has the touch of stone on offense. My goodness. Who cares? The fa- are you, Okay, what are we rewarding here? Just the fact that you can play offense or are we rewarding the fact that you've actually had a good what season? What is the most valued in the NBA? Offense. Are you kidding me? So you're valuing, you're valuing offense more than the fact that he's had a better solid all-around season. Season. Seriously? <laughs> My goodness, Nick. Are you flabbergasted right now? Yes, I am. Why would you add Westbrook in there? I would do Westbrook. No, no. You're telling me you'd add Westbrook over a Gobert? No, thanks. No. Mm-mm. Okay, we. You know what? We can agree to disagree. Oh, okay, well, we'll agree to disagree on that don't, one. Don't give me no sass over this. Okay, I'll, the East. I'll give you all the sass I want, man. Be West- quiet. Be quiet. East. <laughs> My goodness. East starting five. This is who I got. I got Giannis, Embiid, Siakam. Mm-hmm. Trey Young and Kyrie Irving. Ooh. Now, I know it. You no, hold on. Those last two. Oof. No, oh, no, my hold goodness. On. Okay. Hold on. Okay. Now, I know what you're thinking, right? You wanted to give it to Kemba and Bradley Beal, right? Yes. Right? Yes. I do. I you, do want to I know give it to you those do. two guys. I know you do. Now, listen to my reserves, okay? Okay. Bradley Beal. Okay. Kemba Walker, okay. Jimmy Butler, okay. Ben Simmons, okay. Bam Adebayo, okay. You like those? Yeah, I like those. And who else? You? How many do you have right there? Five. Jason Tatum. Yes, I got him in there. The last one. You might not like me for this one, but I'm gonna do it. Okay. Zach Levine. Zach Levine. Damn, really? As a guard-heavy reserve, they don't have many forwards. They, they really don't have many, that great forwards in the East. I like. I was having a hard time, and the way I was looking at it is like I wanted it to be a little bit balanced between guards and uh, reserve or guards and uh, forwards in, in the front in the reserves. So okay, so Bradley, I had Bradley Beal and Kemba. Okay, those. Uh, so I replaced uh, you, the guys you have, which was Trey Young and who was the other one? Kyrie. Kyrie. Okay. 
Uh, is it bad that I don't have Kyrie on there? Like, I it's don't fair because he, has, he hasn't even been, have him in. The, he hasn't in been the playing reserves. at all. Yeah, I know, but you can say the same thing about Carl Anthony Towns. I had him in the reserves, and he's. I mean, I bet I think he's played more than than Kyrie, but uh, what do you call it? But still, but yes, uh, Kyrie I, I omitted from the team. I saw him and like his stats are still pretty good. They're up there with everyone else, but I just feel that he hasn't been there for the full season. Uh, side note: I think he's coming back Monday. I, I heard. I thought it was today. Oh, is it today? Okay, so I guess he's coming back today. Hold on, let me double check. Uh, so my reserves, I got Trey Young. I put Kyle Lowry in there, Jason Tatum. I gave it to Jimmy Butler. I added Bam Adebayo <laughs> and the odd one out. I added Damanta Sabonis into that. <laughs> I needed another center, okay? I just, I needed another center in there and I wanted to balance it out. And I. I give it to Sabonis. Almost cussed on the podcast again. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Okay, but like I wanted balance on this uh, on the on both rosters. Like I, I had I rather search Ibaka than Demonte Sabonis. Oh, come on! You can't be that bad. I cannot defend a freaking fly out there. Okay. I mean, still doing well on the Indiana Pacers. Yeah, because they can defend, and he's the only one that needs to play offense. <laughs> you, you're laughing because you know I'm right. I hate you, but you know what? You had you had Westbrook on there who needs 25 shots to get 20 points. Okay, He's been shooting 50% okay. lately, okay? Oh, wow. Like what? The last two weeks? Congrats. He's doing a swell job and deserves to be on the All-Star team over freaking Rudy Gobert, who's actually been playing defense this whole time. And it's and and he's still shooting well, even though all he does is just run to the rim and get dunks. Okay. So you're going to tell me an elite role player is better than a freaking fringe star? I, I don't know. I do not like. I am appalled. You know what? That is blasphemous. I don't care. I'm adding Sabonis in there. I don't care. I needed another center, and I added Sabonis. I'll agree to disagree again. Kill me. No thanks. Exactly. Um. Okay. Well, we'll just we'll just leave it at that before we get it we get it really into it. I might give you a two piece during this podcast. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) Last order of business. Nick came up with five players, and we debated five extensions. Okay, the five extensions. So the five players you came up with, and we debated got, on this. Recently got uh, extensions, right? Yeah. Correct. Uh, so Nick, tell me which five players you had. We had Pascal Siakam, Jalen Brown, Ben Simmons, Jamal Murray, and Buddy Hield. Okay. So last night, you messaged me on WhatsApp, and you're like. I want you to rate the contracts from best to worst, right? Okay. So where where do you want to begin? Do you want to begin at the bottom and go from best to worst? You you rank yours. Okay. You want me to rank mine? Yeah. Okay. So first one I have on my list is Spicy P. Spicy P. I love the fact that he can do it on both ends of the floor. He can score and he can defend, right? And you can say he's like one of the best defenders in the league too, right? Can't disagree with me on that one. 
as my second choice, Jalen Brown. Now, why? Jalen Brown, look, it was going to be between either Ben Simmons and Jalen Brown. I had, like, originally, I thought about, I, I had Ben Simmons. I'm like, why the hell not, right? He can defend. He can be one of the, he, uh, like, at some point in his career, this man is going to be the best defender in the league. Okay, I, I, I'm pretty sure at some point in his career, he will be that. But as of right now, this man can't shoot outside of five feet. Okay? And if there's something that Jalen Brown can do is he can shoot and he can defend. You know me. I have a huge crush on players who can do both things. Right? As the, you can see my love for Bam Adebayo. I love it that he can defend every he single He spent position. like three podcasts talking about it. And yes. I'm still going to keep talking about it. So Jalen Brown, that would be number two. Number three, of course, Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons, all he needs to do is be able to shoot something. Like a mid-range. It doesn't have to be a three-pointer. Just a mid-range or something else. Or you know what? Just get him away from uh, Joel Embiid. And maybe he'll his numbers will improve even more. Right? He could be even more deadly than he is right now. Uh, the way... I'm not going to get into it, but the way Philly's constructed right now doesn't really make for uh, Ben Simmons to excel at the highest level that he can. Now we have the last two, and it's between Jamal Murray and Buddy Heald. Now, Buddy Heald was – was he not the one that he was saying to Vladdy Divac during practice, sign me or whatever? Pay me. Pay me, right. So – uh, it was between Jamal Murray and Buddy Heald. And I gave Buddy Heald the second last spot. Why? Reason being is that I feel that he's still, he's still improved a little bit more. And he's able to go off whenever he wants. To be honest, sometimes, Nick, I feel like he's the best player on the Sacramento Kings. He can lead that team sometimes when he gets a chance to. Uh, with the Aaron Fox coming back, he hasn't shown up as much. But while he was away from the team, uh, Buddy Heald was the one that was showing the, the face for the Sacramento Kings. I remember him just having ridiculous nights. Uh, unfortunately, that team hasn't panned out as it should. But I feel like Buddy Heald uh, is better than Jamal Murray. And the fact that Jamal Murray has plateaued this season, and not only plateaued, but some of his numbers have actually regressed. Uh, I find that to be a problem and the fact that he's getting paid 34 his contract divided uh, he's getting 34 million annually that's a lot of money for someone to plateau and you would expect that to go to someone else I mean Buddy Heald's only getting 21.5 so that's my reason Jamal Murray uh, I love the guy he's he's a good player but he just hasn't showed the progress that I was hoping for this season. And he, even then, like you and I were discussing earlier today, if he was on a team like, let's say, for example, the Portland Trailblazers, like people would be just crapping on him and they would be saying, like, why did they give him this, this contract, right? But the fact that he's on the Denver Nuggets, a team that's deep, has a bunch of players at, at every position, and they're still winning – without him having a, a better season than last year. I feel like that's why Jamal Murray is at the bottom of my list. All right. I wholeheartedly agree with that list. I wanted to disagree with you, but I couldn't. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that whole list, of course, Siakam is going to be number one. Brown, Simmons, you can switch if you want, two or three. But Heald and Murray, it's hard. I mean, the only thing I can give Murray is age. That's it. Right. Age, that's it. He's five years younger than Heald. Yeah, he is. Uh, Full five years. Something like that. Yeah. Something like I'm that. still a little worried. I mean, Heald is giving you that production anyways. He's, yeah. He he's, justifies his means. Yeah, he justifies his contract yeah. extension. And he's not getting paid as much as Jamal Murray. I, I feel if if you were to offer Jamal Murray's contract to Buddy Hill, I wouldn't be too bad. Uh, like, it'd be a it, slight it's, it's negative. Still, it's still a bad contract for yeah. him, right? It's still a but slight negative. I think he would. Okay, would you put it like this? So, wouldn't you think that he deserves it more than Jamal Murray? Yes, I would say that actually. Then that's then that's all you got to say about that. You don't really have anything to argue there, then. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah. The, Quick question though, how did you come up with those five players? Just because they recently had uh, extensions? They all recently had extensions in the off season. Yes, you're That's right. A good question, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, and like you got, I think. Hold on, let me see who. So you have Jalen Brown at four years, one hundred fifteen million. I think that's a good. Uh, Simmons at five one seventy. One seventy. But Siakam's at five. For 130. Oh, for 130. I think that's the best value contract, too. Yes. And then you have Jamal at five, five, 170. Jamal's getting paid more than Pascal annually. Yeah. And Heald has the least, I think, 86 plus 20. Yeah. So he's getting 21.5 a year, which is not bad either, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I feel like his is a little bit more easy to swallow. Uh, but definitely Jamal Murray. I mean, if you're getting paid more than. Spicy P. I mean, and Jalen Brown. And Jalen Brown. That's that's hard. Better. Those those are like the main dudes on their team, right? Yeah. You and better they, play like you're worth it. Yeah, exactly. I thought he would average like 22 or something this season. Who? Uh, Jamal? Yeah. Yeah. Because he averaged like 19 last season. I th- it, like I expected at least a three-point jump or a four-point jump in his points per game differential. Yes. I haven't seen anything at all. You know what? Scary Terry's on the same shooting percentage as Jamal right now. True shooting percentage. Uh, holy. But, I think I mean Terry's at fifty five and Murray's at fifty four, something like that. Fifty four. But, but Terry Rozier also had a massive contract with the Charlotte Charlotte Hornets. Well, I'd rather take a three year fifty seven million. I guess. I guess. Right. You want me to swallow that or like a five year one seventy? Yeah. I yeah. A Denver grossly overpaid, right? Yeah. Unfortunately, yes. Uh, so I'm checking right now. So last year. Jamal had 18.2 points per game. He was averaging that. This year's down to 17.9. Uh, his efficiency is about the same. Uh, just uh, last year he was shooting 40, 43 per 43.7%. This year 43.9. Uh, the three-point shooting has regressed quite a bit. Last year he was shooting 36%. This year's only shooting 32%. So yeah, some of the numbers have gone down. Even the assists have gone down. Uh, I mean, just a little bit. Four point eight last year, four point seven this year. It's it's just a little bit, but uh, still. I mean, if you're getting paid that much, you need to you need to be giving more than that. You yeah. need to show a little bit. Like, it's not like I'm not expecting a ten point jump like Shea, right? Yeah. At least like a three to five. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but hopefully you can hopefully you can uh, 
he's not having a terrible season, but like I was expecting more from him. I expected a lot more, like him to be the true like number one or number two option. Yeah, at this point, like I don't even know if he's like that great of a number two option. Yeah, I feel like I feel like Jokic is slowly waking up again. Yeah, he's slowly waking up. Right, he's playing himself into form. Uh, it'd be interesting to see how he shows up in the, for the playoffs, right? With him being like more a bear, trouble. yeah, <laughs> like an overweight bear again. Uh, all right, Nick. So, about all these topics we've talked about, go uh, on. I've missed you because we didn't. It's been like two weeks since we last recorded together. Oh yeah, sorry. Been I've been while. sick for the last like week. Yep, he was sick. Wasn't able to do it. Uh, but glad to have you back, buddy. Uh, I ask the intriguing questions, this thought-provoking questions. I make it a good time. Yes. Yeah. Not to toot my own horn. I'm just kidding. Uh, it's getting to your head. I'm starting to <laughs> regret saying any of this. I'm Anyways, kidding. Man. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Anyways, man, uh, it's been great recording with you. Uh, as coming to the end of the podcast, we've spoken enough. Uh, hopefully, everyone listens to it. Uh, if you haven't already uh, sign up on Apple, on Spotify, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. And we can also find us on Instagram. Instagram at Waterboys Podcast. With a Z. Waterboys with a Z. Uh, I was working towards a Twitter account. We're trying to get on that. Uh, hopefully, we'll, we get that set up soon. So, hopefully, we can spew more of our ideas out there and see a bunch of people give us negative thoughts because you know how Twitter is. <laughs> Cesspool. Cesspool, yeah. Anyways, Nick, thanks a lot for recording and see ya, buddy. And thanks for listening, guys. Goodbye.